Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. When you're driving, speed bumps force you to slow down. Some are big, some are small. Regardless of the size, they can really mess up your car if you go over them too fast. In this go, go, go world, society tends to have a negative view of speed bumps. But in my opinion, they don't have to be a bad thing. We all go through speed bumps in life, such as getting married, a spiritual awakening, having children, changing jobs, a trauma, and more. In this podcast, you will hear the various speed bumps that people have encountered and how those experiences have shaped them into the person they are now. Because every story has speed bumps, and that is what makes life interesting. Hi, everyone. I wanted to welcome you to another episode of Speed Bumps. And today I have with me, Dr. Jess. I met Dr. Jess. uh, She was actually my chiropractor and she was absolutely phenomenal. And when she moved to Georgia, I was extremely sad, but so thankful that we remained in contact and remained friends. And I'm super, super happy that she decided. Actually, she reached out to me and offered to come on my show. And I'm super happy about that. So thank you for being here today. Yes. Thank you for having me. Thank you for setting this up. Thank you for having a heart to make sure people don't feel alone and have a safe place to talk. Um, I'm excited to be here. Thank you for your time. Yeah, thank you. So one of the questions I typically ask before I get started are tell me two of your favorite things about yourself, because it's super easy to talk about someone like our spouse or our best friend, but sometimes it can be hard to tell people what we love about ourselves. So what are two favorite things you love about you? Yes. Okay. So I love one that I feel like there's sometimes a piece that I could bring for people, especially in some of these, um, really uncertain times and kind of really stressful times. Um, I feel like I could bring peace either just by the way I talk. A lot of people said, would say to me, you know, man, why don't you just like read books, you know, like audio books. There's just something about naturally the gift of talking and being calm or peaceful. Um, so that feeling of, of peace and trust, I think that sometimes I bring and, and just my tone or maybe even just the way I touch a lot of, you know, what I do is in a touching sense being a chiropractor. So I think I, I love that I have that tone of peace and calmness that I could bring to people and honestly to myself as well. I can definitely attest to that. <laughs> um, wow, that was one. Okay, I was like, okay, I'm done. No, there's, 
too. Um, <clears throat> the second, I love having um, two cultures that I'm a part of. Um, given that <clears throat> I was born here, first generation American, um, actually in New Jersey. But uh, both of my parents and even my brother, my whole immediate family um, is from Colombia, South America. So I'm bilingual. I speak Spanish, um, but I feel like I was raised in Colombia and, and have that culture of the, the Hispanic love for family and connection and great food and great coffee. Those are things that... Um, I cannot live without. So I'm so grateful and love that I have this other sense of culture um, that I'm a part of now being married to, um, you know, somebody that is not Hispanic, you know, fully American veteran loves America. You know, I could see the love for both countries and, and I love them both, you know? So I think the love for, for culture and, and very prideful of being, uh, you know, uh, an, an American born in America and all the great things that come with being an American, but to have dual citizenship to another country that specifically being Colombia, I love that country. Um, I love what it stands for. I love the people. Um, so I love that I have dual citizenship to two beautiful countries. That's beautiful. I love that. I love yeah. that. So I know that when one of the things that actually drew me to you, drew me to you as a chiropractor is I remember calling and, you know, asking if you had any experience with someone with a disability, um, cause a lot of chiropractors just treat, you know, do the same adjustments. And, uh, I hadn't had good experience with that. And you took the time you got on the phone and you said, yeah, and actually I had, you know, some struggles growing up myself And the fact that you were able to connect with me on that level uh, was really special to me because a lot of doctors, they try and relate, but they really can't understand. And so the fact that you actually could uh, was really special to me. So can you tell us a little bit about that? Yeah, I'll never forget that call. It just was a really special call. Um, We were a new practice that had just launched in Farmington. And uh, I did a women's event that um, a couple of the community that you hang around with um, mentioned to you, I think about the office or that they had seen great benefits or, you know, just speaking really highly of me, which I really appreciated, but it was a really a, a referral practice. And I loved that people felt that they could feel a sense of not just improvement and their quality of life and whatever brought them in, but that they wanted to be there and wanted to bring their friends and their colleagues and their community to the office too. So um, you, you called me and we were busy. We've been, you know, we've been growing as a, as a new office. And I remember I had people waiting, um, but this felt like a very important call to answer and be present, right? Oftentimes during a time when you're in an office and present doing your thing, you know, for me, it's always very present with my patients. Um, the staff was like, you know, there's a patient over the phone that has some really specific questions. I've put everything on hold. You know, there was people waiting, but I, I, just felt the need to really make sure that I picked this call. And at that moment, not, Hey, we'll call you back later. I'll pick a time to call you. Um, So during the call, you know, you were so upfront, Hey, this is what I have. And exactly the words that you just said, you know, can, what can you help with? You know, I know what I have and my limitations, you know, but what can you help with? And 
I felt like I wish somebody had spoken that way to my mother, right? My, nobody had told my family about chiropractic growing up. And I came with a disability um, at that, you know, at a young age that nobody knew a lot about. So it was just like, Hey, here's your disability. It was called spinal muscular atrophy. There's different um, subcategories of it. I have type three, type one being the most aggressive. Um, um, Not a lot of the kids make it towards, you know, um, past their really infancy and and, and past the, just the first few months of, of, their life. Um, type two and three are a little more mild in the symptoms. So, um, you know, type three being the one that I have that you either are in a wheelchair, um, at a younger age, or it develops kind of seven or eight or 10, 15 years old, um, which is when it developed for me, um, I was seven and a half when I started to show a lot of symptoms. And then type four is the one that comes on really when you're like an adult and that's, you could have a pretty great quality of life, um, with very, just very, very, very mild symptoms. So, that's just a little bit about the diagnosis. It is a recessive um, gene that is affected. Um, the, you know, I'd love that you know a lot about science and whoever's listening to this may want more, you know, details, but you could do so much research about it. Um, SMA type one, type two, type three, type four. Um, I have type three and um, it's just part of the SMN1 protein is missing. You're supposed to have, um, believe it's four on either side of the chromosome. And um, I believe I have one. And then on one side, I have all of them. So, um, you know, just a special, right? Just makes us special that we are not normal. So um, that in itself, I guess, you know, uh, was a challenge being born and not having a lot of resources. Um, At that time, there wasn't any vaccines. There is now, I believe, as a way to... um, stop the progression of it. I think that's another podcast. Um, but, um, I haven't felt like, um, there is enough research to, I think it's just in trials that, um, specifically show me that, um, it's regenerating protons or, you know, proteins, I should say, but I don't know, there's just something about a vaccine helping in this that doesn't make sense to me. And I haven't been able to see it in any of the trials that, wow, somebody went from like a wheelchair to walking like I did using the uh, tools that I have felt like I've used. Again, I, I might come up in conversation, but that is another podcast if if we wanted to go there. Um, but I have felt like in my journey of overcoming this diagnosis, um, there has been challenges, challenges of kind of what I just talked about. One way of looking at this is all outside in to fix or correct, you know, something's missing, well, we have to add something or, um, you know, very, very much looking at something as just a one thing, it's not normal, and we got to categorize it, label it, which is, you know, what they labeled me um, with this diagnosis, and then, hey, go figure it out, go figure life out with that. You know, that was a challenge, um, challenge for my family, um, challenge for myself. Um, but I think 
I truly feel like I just was being pushed and protected by angels and God. I have a strong faith that I feel like everything has been leading up to a point for me to find answers. I thought it was going to be at a lab. I thought it was going to be research was going to be able to find the answers. Um, And it was actually in a lab that I was told about chiropractic uh, scientists themselves, which is kind of unheard of, you know, two different ways of thinking. Something is, you know, being, you know, science and medical world will see things right at as is what is broken. How do we fix it? Usually adding something to it or taking away with more of a wellness or holistic mindset of where maybe chiropractic more would kind of fall into is what is working? What can we use that already is working in the body to assist it, not to make you perfect, right? I don't think that's necessarily the intention of chiropractic, but what can we help in already what is working to facilitate better expression of that. And that's what I felt like I was able to share with you over the phone in a really short, you know, moment of this is my intention. Let's just see where you're at now and, you know, evaluate, take, you know, diagnostic tools to show that because I still agree with science. There is, should be normal and there should be things we're looking for. I love objective ways. I think that's just my personality to know, you know, what, where we stand, what's our kind of baseline with things. And then really, I, you know, this is what kind of separates me is that you know, the holistic world is looking at the body as a whole, and that it can surprise us, there can be miracles. I think that's the part that um, was challenging for me to get to that took time to get there, you know, as a seven year old, as a 15 year old, as a 12 year old, those years, you're really identifying who you are. Um, in school, I was having to stay in a classroom. I needed an aid to carry me. Um, I couldn't just go in the elevator by myself. So we, I always had to have somebody with me that you stand out. I stood out a lot and that um, did not feel really good to stand out. You want to fit in. You want to feel included as adults. Now we want to feel as part of something, um, So that in itself felt really challenging. How do I feel like I overcame that? Um, Time. (laughs) There was like a, you know, hey, this is what you do when you go through this. You know, I think it's um, my heart hurts for somebody that, you know, let's say us in a younger version of ourselves going through that. Um, I really feel like, again, I had like angels by my side, the aid that I specifically talk about. I had a few of them, but one in particular, she was just like, I get it. Like, you don't want me to hang around you all the time. I get it. I'm going to go hang out back there. So you feel like you could be a 12 year old and actually, you know, feel like you're included in things and not feel left out or the type of friends, you know, they saw past me being in a wheelchair. They saw past me having not to be able to, you know, walk facts fast with them or do the sports that they did or cheer. Um, I ended up 
joining the cheer team later on. Um, and I had to just, you know, sit and do the cheering because I really wanted to be a part of that, but I couldn't just stand the whole time. It was a basketball cheerleading um, team and, uh, you know, people were understanding. So, you know, it's just, my heart does hurt for somebody that has to figure it out. If maybe that's the right word of where you fit, how you fit, but it is, I I do say that it gets better. Um, You start listening to podcasts like these that are uplifting, that do share challenges and literally show you speed bumps that everybody goes through in different ways. Um, But you have to have a community of people that are going to continue to uplift you because it's not easy. It's not easy to have to go through these challenges, it's physical, or if it's a mental challenge, you know, and a mental injury or um, a, a scenario that you went through that you're stuck there. Um, you know, everybody has gone through different things. And, you know, for us, and for me, personally, and for Ellie, you know, it's a physical challenge. Again, for everybody, it's different ways. But everybody goes through challenges. There's nobody, you know, Ellie will have a list of people that are going to be wanting to be part of this podcast because everybody has gone through something that they feel like they have found ways to overcome it or look at it differently. Now, hard to do when you're in it. You know, like I said, my heart hurts for somebody that has to be going through, you know, a challenge by themselves, um, either a physical disability at a young age, Um, But here we are, you know, two adult women that have gone through them and, you know, in different ways and in different limitations, but that here we are, you know, years later talking about it. Um, And that's where you're going to be, whoever's listening to this, you're going to be able to sit down one day and, and express it. But that's our goal for this, just having a conversation of how we've overcome or how we have seen that these speed bumps have led to us um, to where we are. No, absolutely. Absolutely. And I love how you never tried to fix me. A lot of doctors, they're like, oh, I want to fix you. And you never did that. You're just like, yeah, you're you. And we're going to give you your normal. So that you took my baseline and like you said, tried to work with it. And a lot of doctors don't do that. So that was one of the things I really appreciate about you. And it was actually one of the first things that you said to me is we're not, I'm not going to fix you. You don't need to be fixed. And that mentality, I was like, yes, I wish every doctor thought like this because a lot of times when you do have a physical disability, everyone just wants to fix you. They want you to be better. They want you, you know, and and I don't know about you, but sometimes they would be like, oh, well, wouldn't it be easier if you just had a thumb or don't you wish you had a thumb? And growing up, I used to think, yeah, you know, maybe I would want a thumb and maybe that would make things easier. And now I'm like, I actually had someone Photoshop a picture of me. So it looked like I had two typical arms and I freaked out and like, (laughs) I don't even know what I did with the picture. Cause I was like, that's not me. (laughs) And I'm like, but also I would have to relearn how to do everything. Tie my shoes, zip a zipper, uh, hold a cup, drive, like all the little things that you take, uh, for granted, I would have to relearn. And I'm like, I no, I, I don't need a thumb. We're good. But you you actually learned how to walk again, right? So it's my understanding you knew how to walk and then, you know, the SMA showed up 
and you were in a wheelchair for a bit. And then through chiropractic and other things, you actually learned to walk again, correct? That's correct. Yeah. So I'll take you back. I'm so sorry. I should have taken my dog's toys away too. He had <laughs> find the most squeaker. Rogan. That's my dog. Yes. That's okay. Rogan. Hi. If you guys don't have pets, um, they're life changing. Ellie <laughs> and I both have uh, dogs and. Um, there are babes. I can, I, I know he's my baby and I could, I feel like speak for Ellie uh, that it's her baby as well. Um, But in itself, they bring challenges too. (laughs) Um, We're just going to bring it full circle from past (laughs) challenges, speed bumps to current speed bumps. It's I love it. I love it. We have Rogan squirrel um, that we just took away. There he is. If Rogan could talk, he'd be saying he's so excited to be on this podcast as well. (laughs) Um, But yeah, so um, fixing, you mentioned, and um, yeah, yeah, and you going from, it was my understanding, you you walked as a child, and then the SMA showed up, and you were in a wheelchair for a period of time, and then you actually learned to walk again. Thank you. Yes, thank you for redirecting there. Um, So I was seven and a half when I was truly diagnosed. Genetic testing found that, yep, this is, you're missing that. That's why you're not able to excel walking up the stairs without support, which is the first symptom that my mom saw and difficulty walking. I would just trip and fall without being able to like balance myself and like catch myself when I tripped, um, which is actually still a challenge that I have today. You, know, you just still have to be mindful of things. Um, but I was, let's see, 15, 16, when I went to the University of Irvine, where I thought I was going to be a researcher. I was kind of confirming that I wanted to work in a lab. I I went to a technical high school. So we had that privilege, I guess, of being able to do summer internships at universities. um, And whoever is listening to this, consider, you know, doing internships and looking at things that you're passionate about, because I truly feel like that confirmed to me what I did not want to do. Oftentimes it confirms to people what they do want to do. Right. So, um, a lot of people offer this. So look into internships. If you're, you know, in high school, elementary school, listening to this, or even if you're finishing up, you know, college, and you're thinking about going into a doctorate program or a researching program. So um, at the University of Irvine, somebody mentioned the word chiropractic to me. I've never heard of chiropractic before at that age. My family immigrated from Colombia. So primary language was Spanish. That that really wasn't chiropractic, wasn't an established profession in Colombia by any means. So it just wasn't something that people um, were sharing. And, you know, our community about chiropractic could potentially be something that I could benefit from. I think they did have an understanding that it was primarily for car accidents. You got into a car accident, you go see a chiropractor because you probably can get more of a settlement at the end. That's what the extent I think of what they thought chiropractic was. But she mentioned that she had a spinal cord injury that led to muscle weakness 
and muscle paralysis. So she actually severed her spinal cord um, during a snowboarding or maybe a, a, um, a surfing accident is what she said. She was really active. Um, so she said that chiropractic was helping her not necessarily you know, walk again. That wasn't the intention that I heard her, but she was like, it was, it was helping her. That was kind of what she, a broad idea, but it was like, wow, chiropractic, what is this thing? So, um, ended up at a chiropractic office that in itself is, I think another longer podcast. You know, I feel like when you have angels and people protecting you and and leading you, it's like literally somebody walking you by their hand, you know, where you need to be, the conversations you need to be having. But, um, I had a classmate in high school and getting ready to go into my senior year. And he's like, you know, I think you're starting to drive now. Um, do you want a, you know, a part-time job? I know you speak Spanish. My dad's a chiropractor. He primarily is in a Hispanic community and, um, you know, we need somebody to assist with, um, just like patient interaction at the office. I was like that word chiropractic there it is again. Yeah. I'd love to interview ended up going in for an interview, not to be a patient, right. Just to be an intro, you know, to be a, a CA, a chiropractic assistant. And during the interview process, the chiropractor obviously had me share things about me. He saw that I had struggled to get it, you know, to the office, uh, you know, physically he could see that there was something going on. And, um, he was like, I just want to let you know that, you know, you are going to become a patient. You do have the job, you know, gave me the job, but he's like, you're also going to become a patient. That's part of, you know, the job description is to, uh, receive care. And he's gave me the chiropractic story, which is what we share to all of our patients. What I share to all of our patients today is that chiropractic isn't made to fix you or magically heal everything in your body. We're just going to look to see where there's pressure between the brain and the neurology in the body. And we use the spine that protects that really important area as a vehicle to relieve pressure off of it. He said, if we find that there is pressure somewhere, then um, we'll adjust and we expect things to happen. We expect miracles to happen. Those were the words that came out of his mouth. And I was like, wow, you're speaking so uplifting, right? Like hope. I feel just hope. So that was the first time that a doctor had showed me instead of negative, negative, this is what you have. You're doomed. This is what's going to happen. You're going to continue to deteriorate. For him, it was not that. It was looking at what was right. I went to work. I, I got there. So I'm living, right? I'm a human being that has life. Let's see where your baseline is and how can we, you know, help you evolve and express better. I started to get adjusted that first adjustment. He, um, he corrected a major subluxation, which is what we call, um, which really that word means sub less than lux and action or, you know, uh, a less than light Asian. So all those words just to mean that less life flow was happening inside of my body. Um, and again, neurologically, I had immense amount of pressure on my brainstem, which was literally... <laughs> Hey, Rogan. <laughs> so um, I had a immense amount of pressure on your brainstem. Exactly. So it was literally, if you describe that, it's 
neurologically, it's less blood flow in my body. So where I was feeling the symptoms the worst were in my legs. So wasn't able to get up from a seated position, which is why I needed to be in a wheelchair. Any possibility of walking and coming across a step, I would fall because I didn't have those engagement of muscles that were helping in balancing and walking and things like that. So the wheelchair, I, I should, you know, want to clarify, it was there because I was falling so much. So never completely got confined to a wheelchair, although I did never use the stairs. So I had to regain strength to use stairs again. And how I did that was primarily through pool training. Um, I couldn't run at the time and still have a challenge with that. Um, so I used ways or looking at things of, of how can can I regain that strength without physically having to go through, um, you know, the running mechanism? So um, those were some of the, the challenges that I had to overcome. And that in itself was really hard um, because if I would go to a physical therapist, they would, okay, see that diagnosis and then limit what I'm able to do, right? Just because everything in more in the medical field is per- precaution, right? I'm not going to push you on a treadmill because um, you may fall and they don't, you know, they don't, with, with that being said, of course, you don't want to fall and break something. So they were using the right tools. It's just, I needed more at that time. I was regaining a lot of great blood flow in my body, um, releasing stress off of the brainstem. I needed to engage. So how I did that was personal trainers, YouTube online, going and swimming, doing training underwater because it was non-weight bearing. I could use my body's, um, Um, what was working to um, help engage a lot of the core and and quads muscles. So that again was challenging in that I had to do that alone. I had to figure out what I needed to do. And then I realized, oh, I don't want to be a researcher. I'm going to be a chiropractor. So the second challenge that I feel like I had to overcome or, you know, speed bump was, showing my family that I could do this. Here I am, you know, a young girl that had struggle with a lot. And now I'm choosing a profession that's physically really taxing. How can I go from a wheelchair to now caring for a lot of people, including caring for myself? So I think that was one of the hardest, um, speed bumps or challenge that I had to get through because here I had the people that I love that I wanted to support me in um, this next challenge that I was getting ready to go through and that they were like no we don't think that you'll be able to do it it's you know specifically my brother he's like there's no way you're not going to finish you're not going to finish school Um, you're not going to be able to you know be a chiropractor. I I've been to a chiropractor. He was telling me, and you you can't do that. Your size. I was a lot smaller at that time because I didn't have a lot of muscle. So I was I feel like a hundred pounds less than I am now at age seventeen because I physically did not have that muscle strength to to um, make up that weight. So you know there was just a lot of things that they saw that we're not going to add up to me being able to be successful, go through school successfully, and then start practicing successfully. I can say to you now, um, 
And I know my challenge is I always want to look at things positively. And the purpose of this podcast is to share some of those things. I will say that I had to step out of shells. Like I'm trying to look at it in ways of, I was like enclosed in like shells that I had to physically break open from. Um, That was taxing. That was tiring. Meaning, Here I am having to continuously share with my family. I can do this. Watch. I'm training. I'm physically getting better. Chiropractic. This is what it is able to do. This is how it's making me help me. It's helping me regain strength, physically showing them that. Um, But I, you know, I was slowly like hatching from eggs, you know, it was like breaking through shells, hatching from eggs that somebody had put me into. Right. And I feel like that in itself is labels that I had to break out of those boxes. Right. I'm trying to share analogies that now, as I'm thinking about it, fit really good to what I'm, you know, trying to explain. Um, now, you know, fast forward, I graduated and, um, taking, you know, a position at a really busy office in Connecticut, which led me to Connecticut. I, I felt like I needed a challenge. I was like an average office chiropractic office sees between a hundred to maybe 150 or 200 visits a week. Maybe that's a bit high. Um, I would say an average, maybe chiropractic office will see between 80 to 150 visits a week. The office that I came to practice in, it saw um, 900 to 1200 visits a week. And I wanted the challenge of, can I physically do that? And that was probably the hardest couple of months to start engaging and going from being in a school setting where you're seated a lot and learning and testing and national and board testing. Um, to now you're physically doing it. All of the last years of training that I physically went through was about to show me, can I do it? Um, Can I tell you that I did it? Yes. Um, Was it really hard? Yes. That in itself um, was, again, a mental strength that showed me that confirmed to me that I had made the right decision. But now I had to regain extra muscles, upper body, that I was focusing so much on, you know, my legs that now I had to regain a lot of great strength in my upper body. So what where I'm trying to, you know, share is that when sometimes we focus on the challenges that we're having, maybe we neglect some other areas too that we need to focus on. So, um, you know, I felt like I always, again, was being led to challenge myself in all areas. Um, and that in itself was a challenge to go to a practice right out of high, uh, right out of chiropractic school. That was one of the highest practicing uh, clinics in our, in our country that was seeing the most amount of people um, in, in a week. Um, I lasted there or I worked there for three years before we decided to open the Farmington location. So, it, you know, the challenges that I f- faced there were definitely now looking at them, those speed bumps of wow, like this was a lot that I just, you know, decided to be a part of, but it led me to having the confidence to now do it on my own.
And that's, you know, the beautiful space that we build in Farmington, um, where, you know, you got to be a part of, it was the last, you know, couple of years, 10 years of me focusing on regaining strength that I had lost, um, getting care, regular care, chiropractic care that was allowing my body to express the best version of what it could with still having challenges. And then going through and challenging myself to being in the busiest physical office, seeing the most amount of patients a week that I had to be a part of, um, showed me that showed everybody, but showed me specifically that I could do this. That in itself has been able to carry me to where I am now today. I love all of that. I love (laughs) all of that. The, it, I know for me too, there was a lot of people that are like, Oh, you can't do this and you can't do this. And there was, I developed a, Oh yeah. Watch me type mentality of I felt like the more that people told me I couldn't do something, the more I felt like I had to prove it to them that I could, especially if I knew them well, like if they're my parents or my cousins or friends or whatever, um, my teachers, if it was like a random person, it didn't mean as much as someone who I knew who I was close to that told me that I couldn't do something or they were like, Oh, you, you really need to be careful or, you know, things like that. So I definitely resonate with that as well as, uh, this struggle that you feel like you have to prove yourself. So I'm very proud of you for going through all of that, though. I didn't realize that the, how many patients that location was seeing a week though. That's absolutely insane. Yeah, it is insane. It's a, it's a beautiful place that I grew a lot in, um, great mentorship. Um, again, I think we're, I'd like to, you know, kind of fall into is today, right? Um, The people that helped, you know, frame my best version of myself were there to walk me through it. And um, I think I want to make sure that people know that people will let you down. Um, And we're human, you know, um, I've learned that challenge and I, you know, again, want to go more into a different path here in, in the conversation of, because this is where just today, where I am and, and challenges, yeah. you know, people, you know, it just, everybody has a story of what leads them to create, you know, their life and um, who they want to invite into their, you know, space and personal space. I felt really lucky to be in such a really special place in Connecticut. Um, And I was always very upfront where these are the challenges that I have. And, you know, to have mentors push me to points that I needed were really, really special. You need, you need people by your side. And I think this is what this podcast is doing. Um, we're not sugarcoating, you know, experiences. Um, you know, I, I asked Ellie, Hey, you know, how, how do we want to communicate? And she's like, just talk to, you know, there is no guidelines here. There's nothing that, um, you know, we can share, cannot share. It's all been very much realness that I've gone through. Um, and here today, you know, I feel like, again, the, the trust that I had inputted in people um, and 
who I would call mentors um, let me down. And that, you know, was really hard for me to um, get over. I feel like when you invite people into your personal space, especially because they've been so helpful in so many things that when you're getting ready to feel like you're being transitioned. And for us, my husband and I moved to Georgia um, last year um, and had to say goodbye to everything we had built and created and partnered with and, and Connecticut. It was really hard to see that, um, you know, people that you had, you know, expected to be there for you um, were, weren't any longer. Um, it turned from a personal relationship to a business. And that to me was really hard because to me, everything's connected to me, how I see the body is how I see people and our world. It's a connection, it's a spirit led, it's energy. And when, you know, it starts to now feel like it's more mechanistic and just like, okay, you're replaceable and we're moving forward. And it's, it felt like um, not a breakup. It felt like the, 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 woven and I'll try to explain it as best as I can um kind of woven spider web we had created in this kind of big picture of where I'm going in life and what I've been able to accomplish together because I haven't been able to do it by myself I've had you know the support I know I mentioned a lot of spirituality but in that in itself it's people it's humans you know um God sends actual human beings as angels in certain times to assist in, you know, whatever we, we, we need to, that we pray about, or that God sees that we need um, protection or uplifting, which I feel like is what this podcast is and what we're spending the next couple of minutes talking about. Um, so when that shifts for me in that spiritual realm to see that, that, that it's not like that. Now I get to see more of the darker side of things. Um, it was really disappointing. And now a year later, I'm able to see that I needed to see that, right? Not everything is how I appear it to be or how I want it to be. Um, again, we are people that face a lot of things and challenges. Um, some are a little bit stronger and staying on top of the water and being able to breathe. But some, we, we drown sometimes and maybe somebody uplifts us, but sometimes we're just going off of that, not being able to breathe. So it feels very dark. And unfortunately, you know, I had to see some of that and um, me separating from um, the really beautiful time that I spent, you know, five years up in Connecticut and the people that I was um, around. So now, you know, a year later, um, being down here and redirecting kind of where um, I feel like I'm led to be um, is now this beautiful space that I'm in. So um, the last couple of months, I actually um, took off from like social media, which is a platform that I use really to connect with a lot of past, you know, practice members like yourself, you know, um, the communities that I've been around 
the people that I've been around, always sharing my story, feeling really positive. And I felt like I really needed to dig in deeper to what is it that the next part, next challenge is going to be for me, next thing that I need to do and accomplish or um, be. Um, so it always comes back to chiropractic. You know, for me, a challenge that come up was, is there something else that I need to um, be a part of um, either, you know, chiropractically or not? And I really had to, although it was sad to question that, I had to find out, is it what I went through in the last year that was leading to that question? Or was it, you know, physically that some of the things that also occurred this year, which was a big fall that I had where I broke my leg and found out that I broke a couple of vertebrae in my back. Um, was it that, was it that I wasn't feeling like myself again, that was leading me to the point of maybe it's another, you know, point of my life to do something else. Um, so the last couple of months, again, have been a digging deep into what is it exactly that my, my, my life purpose, my content, my next part of what I'm able, to, what I'm going to be doing. Um, and I realized that um, I needed to be a physical patient. I needed to be a patient. Um, so I got some amazing care to help heal a lot of the injuries that I had, um, I had to put myself first, which is hard for me because I put everybody else first, which is our practice members, our patients, um, the people around me now being married, you know, I have a husband that I, I get to, you know, cater to and, and be there too. And, um, you know, so there was a lot of things that I had in this phase of my life had to, and I hope people can relate to this, that, you know, it now is a point where you really need to care for yourself um, as well. So I feel like I got to a point where there was some complacency in the physical um, building of myself, like, okay, I feel like I've checked a lot of boxes and what I'm, I've been able to do like, okay, I went from a wheelchair to not, I'm able to walk and do a lot of things. Um, so I was like, I feel pretty happy about myself, but digging deeper in, I could sense that there's more, <laughs> there's, there's more keep, there's more shells that I need to break out of. And that to me is the mindset part that to me is the, um, now community of, of, again, people will let you down and that's okay. People come into your life for a season, a reason, or a lifetime. And, um, I, I've realized that in the last couple of months, you know, that, that word, that phrase that I just said is, you know, so cliche. I hear that so often, but now to physically be able to go through it and feel it and feel the experience of what that feels like it's hurtful but you could turn a page and now, you know, invite new mentors around you. So with that being said, um, 
I'm opening a practice um, in two months um, in the beautiful uh, town of Cumming, Georgia, which is right by a lake. Um, Kyle, my husband, and Rogan, our dog, uh, will be moving up it, to that area. So I live in Alpharetta now. Um, so it's about a 30, 40 minute drive north. So North Georgia mountains. Um, and it's a new challenge, a new, you know, where I thought I was going to, you know, move here to Georgia to be and, you know, this town where I was going to be, you know, a really short time, I realized that it wasn't. And that's, a, you know, that's really, you know, moving in itself is a lot moving oh, yeah. from one state to another state. But now in, in a year to move from one town to another town, um, you know, getting ready to start packing and doing all of the move again. But it's um, it's really exciting. It's really, really an exciting place to be in right now because I feel like I've been able to come to this decision um, and feel like a sense of peace about it. Um, again, where I thought I was leading down Okay. Um, physically, uh, maybe I can't do this right now or physically, maybe I, I need to not think about chiropractic. Maybe I'm not a, supposed to be a chiropractor right now, or I got to continue to heal. Putting myself first in a really short period of time was able to regain so much of, of the strength that I had lost from breaking my leg and, and physically breaking my back. Um, again, to, to just sh- show that the body could heal tremendously, um, from an injury, from a genetic predisposition, it can heal. And it continues to amaze me. Um, I feel better than I ever have. And just a sh- short few months. Um, I've been obviously continuing to uh, see a chiropractor. Finding the right chiropractor for you is so important. You know, there's so many different chiropractors out there that you have to have such a solid connection with who is laying hands on you and who you're feeling is um, really helping you get completely aligned and connected to yourself. Um, So I've been able to, you know, now be a patient, a really great patient. So I'm able to, you know, make sure I say that. Um, And two, you know, nutrition has uh, and supplements have been so huge in in me regaining um, that lost bone, really calcium, that, you know, inflammation um, and saunas, the heat um, that has been, you know, I feel like able to heal, you know, um, internally in my body. Um, Chromotherapy. um, That's red light therapy, right? Yeah. The light therapy, um, you know, cellular regeneration, you know, it just, I, again, I've lost a lot of that in the last couple of months, um, of breaking, you know, extra bones in my body. So there's just so many profound things, which is actually what I plan to add to my practice. So, um, this practice that we're starting is completely different of what I've done in the past of not just providing chiropractic care, but kind of like a wellness clinic. Um, so again, it just is mind blowing to me that, in the last year, going through so many physical challenges, 
that I've had to need, I've needed to use a lot of different aspects of healthcare, all who I feel are in the natural realm of holistic, right? I haven't necessarily outside of supplements used like outside in medicine to um, assist with the rehabbing and physical um, um, uh, repairing of my body. So I was like, man, I think all of these speed bumps, which were like a lot in this last year, the most I've ever had in my life, looking back to our conversation, um, you know, I was like, wow, that, that was a speed bump. Okay. Okay. (laughs) This last year, I feel like there was like 12, you know, it was a rumble strip. (laughs) You know, I'm trying, I'm going through a car right now, visually seeing, yeah, like I was literally (laughs) bumping up and down and I was like, when is it stopping? Like, because there wasn't an end to it. Um, And I wasn't, you know, you gave a really great analogy in your first podcast. If, if you haven't heard it, you know, please go back to it, um, to our audience and whoever's listening. It's like the speed bumps sometimes again, allows you to look around. And I wasn't doing that. I, they were so frequent that it, I, couldn't, or I did not, um, you know, see around me, but I think I could have seen that all of those things that I was going through were allowing me to get to this point to be like, well, you're going to see a future patient that's going to come in and have broken their back and have broken their leg. And now all of the things you've gone through, you are going to be able to share with them, but always, you know, feeling that chiropractic's number one. That was always really important to me, um, that making sure that um, chiropractic is by far the first thing has led me to going from a wheelchair to walking. So that's always going to be my number one tool that I'll use as, you know, that's the principal thing that's happening in this office, future office and, you know, future patients that I see. But to be able to have resources to personally share with people that I specifically either go and do for myself um, and, you know, refer to them all in one, you know, space is going to be really magical for me. So that's what's coming. Um, Ellie, this is the first time you get to hear about it because I actually haven't necessarily talked about it on social media or anything like that as um, it's actually being built out right now. So um, yeah. That is so exciting that it like, I am so excited for you. I'm so excited for all the future patients that you're going to have. And I love that aspect of, I I don't want to say like a one-stop shop for wellness, but having, I guess, multiple modalities available to patients in one place Um, because I feel like a lot of times, especially in like Western medicine, you get referred to this specialist and then this specialist and this specialist, and then they don't really all talk to each other. And I feel like sometimes that can happen in the holistic community as well, where, you know, maybe you go to one place for a sauna and then you go one place for a chiropractor and you go one place for a massage and you go, you know, see all these different people and they absolutely help, but sometimes they don't all talk. And so I love having that you can refer them to, yeah, go do the sauna for 15 minutes or go do the red light therapy or, you know, take this. And it'll be one place where they can see what other people are doing. They can see improvements and you're there to, you're then knowing all these other things that they're doing. And you can say, okay, 
well, did you feel better after just chiropractic? Or did you feel even better after the sauna? And you can figure out how to help them even more. And I know that that is your goal is you just want to help people. You want them to be their best selves. And I am so, so excited for you. Thank you. Thank you so much. Thank you for, you know, creating a space here for us to share, you know, challenges and our speed bumps or sometimes, you know, at the time we don't know that that's what they are. And then just maybe this is a space to be like, ah, wow. You know, this is the first time I get to share this last year. This is the first time that I get to share, you know, disappointments and struggles. And the first time I get to share, you know, success and, you know, um, beautiful new, you know, journeys ahead. So, you know, you're creating that for me today and you're creating that for future people that talk, you know, on your podcast. So it feels really special to have, you know, given some time here to whoever is listening, but I want to make sure that people know that they're never alone, um, that you just have to get quiet sometimes and seek um, what is it that you have to do next or ask for help. You know, if you believe in God or a higher power, take some time, close your eyes and just talk, talk out loud um, to nothing particular. You know, if you're not there yet in your faith, or again, you just know that there is, something that is always protecting you. Um, if you believe in angels or not, sometimes it's just people. So, you know, if it's, you know, if you're going through a hard time, close your eyes and ask for help, ask with your words out loud, ask for guidance and help. Um, and I promise you, it may not be tomorrow. It may not be in that moment. It may take a few days. It may take a few months or years, but you will receive guidance and help on what is it that, you know, specifically you're asking for. You just have to have a little bit of faith. Absolutely. And that's beautiful. I wanted to thank you for coming on. And I love that I got to hear about your new practice. I didn't know about that until just now. So I'm super excited. And thank you. Thank you again for coming on. You're just a beautiful person. And I love you. If people want to find out more about your story, because I know you'll document on um, Instagram sometimes, um, or your new practice or things like that, is there a place on Instagram that they can follow you to hear updates or connect with you if they do have SMA or someone that they know has SMA and they have questions? Yeah. So, um, I am back on social media. Um, so you can find me on Instagram and the, um, name of the account is called how to overcome SMA type three. Perfect. Yeah. Thank you Um, so much, Shelly. Thank you. Yeah. And I'll make sure that that's linked in the show notes. So it's easier for just people to click on. Okay. Awesome. Awesome. Hi, Rogan. Bye, Rogan. He's in the background for those, you know, just audio listeners. Oh, thank you. <laughs> I couldn't have timed that better. I know. <laughs> Bye, guys. Bye. I hope everyone has a wonderful, wonderful day. And uh, thank you again for listening to this episode of Speed Bumps. <laughs>